Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. We've been doing a lot of deep dives on the economy lately. Today, we are taking a break from that and cleaning up a bunch of other items in rapid succession. Buckle up and let's get to work. Quick shout out to our Tier 3 patrons, Peter Park, Shay Meehan, and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of humanity first and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com slash yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now on to the news. Happy developments in Colorado to begin with. Ranked choice voting scored a major win with the passage of a bill to let cities and towns opt in to using it if they so choose. It now heads to the governor's desk. Whether ranked choice is the best solution or not, non-plurality voting is essential to a truly representative government. Keep pushing for that or score or approval voting in your own states and cities. As much as I hate to talk Middle East conflicts, there's been a big development in Israel. An alliance of political parties have finally succeeded in ousting Netanyahu by a narrow vote of 60 to 59. He is the country's longest-serving prime minister at 12 years and leaves the country bitterly divided and amid charges of corruption and crime. Bizarrely, according to a 2015 poll, Netanyahu was more popular with Republicans in the U.S., than the Pope, and equal to Reagan. Fun trivia fact to start a fight with at a party. The far-right leader will be replaced by Naftali Bennett for just two years, followed by a centrist opposition leader, Yair Lapid, for the next two years. I'm going to take an educated guess and say sorry for my mispronunciations. Speaking of evictions, for the first time in Oregon's history, state legislators voted to expel one of their own. As you may recall, GOP Representative Mike Neerman opened a back door to the state capitol, allowing violent far-right protesters to illegally enter in December. According to journalist Brian Hayes, video was later discovered proving intent in which Neerman explicitly plans the action and names it Operation Hall Pass. The House voted 59 to 1 for his expulsion, with the one dissenter being Neerman himself, of course. If only our federal legislators had done the same with the guy they had on video inciting the insurrection at that capital. Over in New York City, Yang's campaign released a new ad, probably their last, I assume, for this race. It's not much different from the rest, but you can check it out in the links in the podcast description. More entertaining is Yang boogieing his heart out with Councilwoman Vanessa Gibson while getting the word out on early voting in the Bronx. There's a lot of competition, but it's one of his goofiest moments for sure. We may never know why people think Yang is an unserious candidate. In UBI news, San Francisco's Mayor Breed included $2 million in her budget proposal for a basic income for 150 transgender residents. If approved by the Board of Supervisors, it will direct $1,000 a month to them for two years. Let your council member know your thoughts. For whomever it may concern, Oakland's Guaranteed Income Pilot is now accepting applications for 300 participants to receive $500 a month for a year and a half. Late notice on this, but the Poor People's Campaign is holding a moral march on Manchin Monday, June 14th, to put pressure on Joe Manchin to support democracy by reforming the filibuster and passing the For the People Act. If you're near Charleston, join in. If not, you can watch remotely. Links below. 
ESP Action is also conducting a campaign against Senator Capito, who is proposing to gut the country's greatest recent accomplishment, the child tax credit expansion. ESP Action has put up billboards urging her to reconsider for the 346,000 kids in her state who would suffer from her actions. And finally, there are only about 10 days left until the mayoral election, and early voting is already going on. If you've been waiting to make a difference, the time is now. Yang is the flagship politician for UBI and so many other great policies. His victory is a win for the movement. While losing this race wouldn't necessarily be the end of his career, it would be a massive setback for all of us and would cost us the biggest basic income pilot in the U.S. short of the child tax credit expansion. There is a lot riding on this race, and it's up to us to make it happen. It is winnable if we put in the effort. For the sake of your future self, think how you will feel if he falls just shy of winning and you think of what more you could have done. It's not good. So let's all go for the feeling where we do everything we can and we win. And your donations go farther in this race than ever before. It all makes a difference. Many people are still undecided and know nothing of consequence about the candidates. A single phone call can change their mind. It's happening every day. Many thanks to phone and text bankers Sue Bowman and Bruce Gearhead, Talia Starplucker and her unnamed canvassing partner who quit his job to canvass full-time for the last month, and to all the others at Math Movement, as just a few of the people that I noticed today. And thank you to all other volunteers who are putting up and not shutting up. You are the architects of progress, and you have my respect. That'll do it for today's Yang Daily. Bookmark and share the RCV bill, the transgender basic income, the moral march on mansion, and the campaign against Capito. Flood Congress with calls, tweets, faxes, and letters using the resist bot or income movement easy contacts below. If you need help, consult Humanity Forward, the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way, and don't forget to Yang Daily.